This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Today, we are talking about tips for a successful retirement. Whether you just started or uh, are near it, or maybe you're already in retirement, I think you're going to get something out of this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to do well, who enables you to prosper and be and uh, be an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kire, your host, and um, this is Thrive 1110. And you can catch up on previous episodes by going on the chri.ca website um, or going on um, the website thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And while there, you can just um, say a word if you have a question, maybe. Um, and before I forget, let me actually um, say this right now before I forget and maybe run out of time uh, for today's episode. If you have any questions, we're talking about retirement planning today, actually. But if you have any questions, uh, be it regarding retirement, be it regarding estate planning or business, marketing, sales, um, please send me a message. Um, you can send me a message directly to my email, which is bold at thrive1110.com, bold at thrive1110.com, or go, simply go on the website thrive1110.ca and, um, and send me a message from there with your question. Uh, your concern, etc., and uh, I'll use that and give you some tips directly, so I personally, or I'll answer them online, like on air, um, um, during this show. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before I forget. So do that. Don't be shy, and um, I'll use that to give you tips on air. Now, coming back to today's subject, um, it's retirement planning, and. Uh, we might actually need more than one episode to cover uh, these tips um, um, and insights I want to give, but let's start with one today and we'll see. Um, so I, I want to start by talking about the f- um, some foundational aspects regarding retirement planning and then get into more of the financial tools, etc., um, and things that you need to be aware of uh, when talking about this subject of retirement planning. But before we go any further, um, let's talk about what retirement is um, and maybe what retirement is not. Um, retirement simply uh, just, it, it's, it's a widely used term to, um, to um, define uh, this period where you're no longer working, where you're no longer active um, in your job that you used um, to have for years, decades in many cases. But I, I would like to suggest really that retirement here would be more like um, um, this time when you become financially independent, meaning it's it's that time when regardless of um, if you work or if you don't work, um, you don't need to be paid in order to uh, to uh, to live, in order to pay for your lifestyle expenses, etc. So that would be uh, retirement um, in the context of what I'm doing here today in this episode. So it's this time when you are financially independent, meaning you don't need to be remunerated, to be paid for the work you're doing. Um, yet you can still fund your lifestyle. 
and go through life without any financial problem. So that's retirement. Um, and what I don't see retirement as is, I don't see retirement as meaning you stop working. Uh, simply because that definition of retirement is not biblical. Um, there's no indication of, of this type of retirement in the Bible, that there's a set date where by then you are expired, meaning you have an expiry date and, uh, and you can no longer be useful um, to society or to the work of God in general. So, no, I'm not talking about retirement in the sense where it's when you stop working, but rather when you stop needing to be paid in order to live. Uh, that's, that's really what retirement would be. Uh, because work in itself is actually a form of worship. Uh, so ceasing to work um, would simply mean ceasing to worship God in some sense. And this is not what we're called to. Um, your work can take a different, different shape, a different form, depending on seasons of life. Maybe you were um, doing something, a type of work that was really physical, and, uh, and you get to a certain age, you are more tired physically, um, and you transition to a different type of work, but you're not um, stopping work. Um, so, yeah, so I would view retirement not to mean that you stop working. Uh, that's very important to, uh, to stress as we, as we start. And uh, in that sense, if, if we're going to view retirement as being financially independent, meaning not needing to be paid for the work you do, um, it, it simply means that um, at one point, whatever you're doing now, and maybe you're, you are already retired, and like I mentioned in the opening, I will tackle um, some, some tips that will also be useful to you even if you are already retired or even if you're not thinking about retirement right now because you think it's too far ahead, um, uh, you still need to hear this because um, you'll benefit from it even if you just started working. Even if this is your day one of working, um, these are tips that will be useful to you. And most of the time, it goes this way. People start working. Um, they go at it for decades, uh, whether like a traditional job or a business or whatever. And then they get to a certain age when they start seeing uh, retirement as a reality, as a possibility for them. And, uh, and now they start at best. Now they start um, late in age, like let's say late 50s, early 60s. Now they start to think about planning for retirement because they see it uh, closer to them. Uh, and at worst, they just go ahead and, and follow the, the norm, the social norm, and just retire at uh, 60, 65, um, and then encounter problems down the road. So these are the things that I really would like you to avoid. Um, and these simple tips that I'm going to share will help you. Uh, at least one, I hope that at least one of these tips will be beneficial to you and help you avoid mistakes that you could re regret, either financial mistakes or relational mistakes that you could end up regretting, that could end up being costly to you. So, uh, and um, I'd like to uh, give you a few verses uh, to start with, just to again put an an emphasis on uh, the need for planning as we talk about retirement and uh, let me read proverbs 21 5 here that says the plans of the diligent lead to profit 
but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Um, oftentimes, like I say, we won't, um, people won't plan early enough for that phase of their lives when they are independent financially, when they don't depend on a job to, uh, to live. Um, people will not plan that early enough. And then later in late, in their late fifties or, uh, in their sixties, they will start doing this at best and, and try to take risks that are really, uh, putting many things, um, um, in the balance. And that's not good. That's why I like, I like this verse that says the plans of the diligence leads to profit, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. It's a good thing to start planning from the get-go even from day one actually even from if you if you're an employee even choosing the type of job you'll be in um, sometimes they come with retirement plans um, um, included as part of the package etc so even from day one make choices that will lead you to that stage where you become financially independent um, but you'd still be working uh, maybe different types of work but you would be financially independent um, this other Proverbs here, um, very interesting, Proverbs 27, and I'm reading verses 23 and 24. It says, Know the state of your flock and, play, and pay close attention to your um, herds, for riches are not forever. Let me read it again, Proverbs 27, verses 23 and 24. It says, Know the state of your flock and pay close attention to your herds, for riches are not forever. It is um, um, a, a passage that can be used for many things, but here I'd like to apply it to a retirement planning context in the sense where one day um, you you you'll, you want to get to a point where the riches in the form of income, uh, uh, income um, from a work, from a job, from a business is no longer coming in. So while you have that income, so while you're active, and receiving a pay, receiving a, a remuneration, you really want to know the state of your finances. You really want to put your things in order, in, in, in other sense, so that one day when that income stops coming in, you're still okay. And that's precisely what um, I view as retirement. Uh, whether income from a job is coming in or not, you are fine. You have nothing to worry about because you know that um, you have prepared, you've been prepared. And um, and you don't have to uh, to walk uh, wandering or walk in uh, in fear in that sense. So that was Proverbs twenty three, sorry twenty seven verses twenty three and twenty four. And um, the other verse I want to um, bring bring here is uh, Luke fourteen verse twenty eight. And many of you listening have probably already heard that. That's Luke fourteen verse twenty eight, and it says, "But don't begin until you count the cost, for who." Would begin constructing, uh, begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it. I'll, I'll read it again. That's Luke fourteen twenty eight. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Again, if you if you view retirement as a as a, as a season of your life um, and as a building, if I can put it that way, uh, you don't want to start. You don't want to just say, okay, uh, I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to stop taking income from the work I do. Um, 
You don't do that without knowing that you are okay for the rest of that season. That's that's what Luke 14, 28 and 28 teaches us. It's really about planning. You want to plan and make sure that you have enough for retirement, that you can actually be financially independent, um, meaning do not that you can actually uh, be free from any dependence um, um, of, a, of a source of income of a, from a job to go through your retirement season. So that's Luke 14, 28. And that takes us to our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. Luke 14, 28. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost? to see if there's enough money to finish it. So I've, I've been defining retirement as this season of life where you can say, hey, I don't need to be paid. Um, I can still work, but I don't need to be paid in order to live. That's, that's when you know um, you can retire. Um, but before even talking about the financials, what I like about this verse in Luke 14, 28 is it's talking about constructing a building. And if I correlate that with retirement, my question to you listening would be, what type of building are you building? What are you building in retirement? What is basically your vision for retirement? Uh, Because like I mentioned earlier, work is a form of worship. And ceasing to work in one way or another is not biblical. So. In that retirement season, in that retirement phase of your life, what will it look like? What type of work will you be doing? What is your vision for that season? Calling. Your calling never stops. The calling God has put on your life, what he has created you to do, that never expires. You don't come with a, with a, with a, uh, expired by dates that never expires so because your calling never expires never stops never ceases what will your retirement look like what are you actually retiring from and what are you retiring to what are you retiring from and what are you retiring to it needs to still be within the context of what God has called you to do. Yes, you don't need to be paid, but what are you doing? What's that vision? And if you're married, um, it, it, it's, it's again more important. Even it, it takes a, a bigger importance because now there's the two of you and uh, you need to build a common building because the husband cannot be building uh, something over here and the wife is building something on the other sense. Well, Practically, it could be that, it could be that, and you would support each other in, in, in building your own buildings because you have different calls. But in some sense, you are called to do something, to be doing something as a, as a couple. It's, it's one of the reasons why you're together, right? To, to be able to support each other's mission. So what it is that you're building, you want to make sure that um, you are not uh, building something. Each of you are not building something or seeing retirement in a way that is quite different uh, from the other and in a way that will really um, pull you apart from each other. You really want to make sure that it's a vision 
even though you may you may have separate calls um you may be called to accomplish very distinct things in your life and in retirement in particular um whatever it is it it shouldn't be pulling you away from each other but rather be be pulling you pushing you together keeping you tight together so all of that to say that um really starting to build a building um, doesn't start with counting the cost we like like we read in uh, in Luke 14:28 and it says it before talking about counting a cost it talks about co- the construction of a building which means you have a clear picture of what you're building you have a clear idea of what your retirement looks like so my question to you is what does the next 5 year 10 years 20 years of your life what are you called to do what's next in your life you may even be in retirement right now and that's still the question what's next in your life and um, that's a fundamental question to um, to have an answer for to have uh, clarity about because without that you can't really fully apply Luke 14:28 you can't really count the cost because you don't know what building you're building um the cost for uh for um for a single single story building is different than the cost uh, uh for a 10 story building uh that's obvious so what are you building that's my initial question and that's the first tip make sure that you have clarity on what it is that you are building that you're called to build in life what's your mission from god and how does that express itself in your retirement phase of life does that align with um with your spouse if you're married is it pulling you away from each other or rather keeping you tight knit together so these are insights questions that you want to be asking yourself because the sad truth is in the in the in the last years like decade or so um divorce rates have really exploded um in the age group like 50 plus 65 plus and you won't like why are the 60 plus uh um uh, 65 plus um divorcing more and more i read somewhere that the rate actually tripled um the divorce rate in that age group and i'm like wow uh well i i can definitely say that part of it would be due to not having um not having had those uh, retirement conversations early enough before retirement not having really sat down and made sure that the direction in which um each partner is going really helps the couple stay together rather than pull the the the, the couple away then there's also all sorts of financial factors in that we know that in general finance related questions or issues um are one of the dominant causes of divorce so you you don't want to be in that position in your retirement phase because of financial issues for example so you really want to plan this well and that's why it's important not to wait until you are in your 6 uh, 50s or 60s to start planning for retirement but actually from day one. and if you are in your 60s uh, and in your uh, 50s right now listening to this uh, there might be things that uh, you can do just to change just to improve something for your retirement you can reach out to me anytime bold@thrive1110.com bold@thrive1110.com 
as these are the types of things I also do with clients. And I would be glad to see how I can help you plan better for your retirement. So that's bold at thrive1110.com or simply go to the website thrive1110.ca and ask a question, reach out to me uh, with what, what it is um, that concerns you. So very, very important to have a clear picture of what that, um, what that uh, retirement phase would be looking like, what that building is, so we can actually attach a cost to it, a cost that would then be realistic, a cost that uh, can, be, can be determined with some, um, some, uh, margin, some, some margins for error um, so that uh, you know that you have enough to finish that building. And uh, talking about finances, so that would be one thing, knowing what you need. So that you want to do that with the help of, of, uh, of an advisor. Again, um, like I mentioned, you can reach out to me for that. But let's talk about the sources of, um, of, um, of funding. If you're no longer taking um, income, if you're no longer receiving income from, from an employer or from a job, um, et cetera, like where would the money come from in order to support your retirement, your lifestyle? And I quickly want to talk about a few um, income sources during the retirement time here. Um, and um, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it can very quickly become technical. But I just want to give you some highlights and um, you can dig deeper with your advisor or reach out to me if you don't have an advisor. So um, first thing would be uh, the, the type of income that I would call government um, government income. Um, so it's income that you'd be receiving from the government. And um, the main ones would be CPP. That's the Canada Pension Plan. And if you're in Quebec, it's the Quebec uh, Pension Plan. So that's one of them. And the other one, um, the other main one would be the OAS. That's the Old Age Security. Now, the CPP, the Canada Pension Plan, and the OAS, the Old Age Security, you get both. You're, you're fully entitled to receive both um, when you reach age 65. But um, let's start with uh, details regarding the Canada Pension Plan. So even though you are fully entitled to it, um, to your full pension, government's pension um, at uh, age 65, you can request and have access to it before age 65. The earliest you can access your CPP and start receiving CPP from the government, it, it is age 60. And um, every, every month and every year uh, early before your age 65 that you decide to start taking that CPP, you, you, you're getting penalized. So example, if you're supposed to receive 50,000 per year, um, well, that's too much because as you'll see, um, CPP is, is nowhere near 50,000. But let's just, um, let's just take that example. I don't even know. So, uh, if you're supposed to receive 50,000 per year from the government and, um, at age 65 and you take, your CPP, uh, you start taking it at age 63, you might be getting, I don't know, you might be getting, let's say, 40,000 um, for the rest of your retirement. So it won't change at age 65. So if you decide you're taking it early, uh, let's say at age 63, and and uh, they calculate it and they penalize it, meaning they reduce it, and you get 40,000 instead of 50,000, you're now, you're now getting that 40,000 for the rest of your life. 
It doesn't jump back to 50,000 when you reach age 65. It starts at 40,000 and it stays there. The only thing is your CPP will be um, technically increased um, by the rate of inflation. So government adds a little bit to it to kind of match inflation, but um, uh, that's that's the only increase basically you, you'd be getting. And if you if you took it at age 60 instead of age 65, maybe you'd be at um, 30,000 instead of 50,000. And that 30,000 would be what you'd be getting for the rest of your, re of your retirement. Um, it would only be increasing with inflation, but no other um, increase per se. Um, control, um, um, in, the, in the opposite direction, if you delay, let's say you, you, you're entitled to your full 50,000 at age 65, but if you delay it, and, and let's say take it at age um, 67, you get a, a, a bonus, uh, if, I can, if I can put it so. So instead of now getting 50,000, you might be getting, um, getting uh, 60,000. Uh, just a fake example, obviously. You might be getting 60,000 because you delayed it. And the maximum age you can delay it to is age 70. And let's say you take it at age 70, you might be getting, I don't know, 75,000. Um, for the rest of your retirement period. So that is um, very quickly what I can say about CPP. It's a function. The amount of CPP that you'll receive um, depends on, on your best um, 40 years of income while you are receiving income, working and receiving income. So there's a calculation that is done with those years of, uh, um, of, of work that you put in uh, and it would depend on the income levels that you had while you were working. It's a complex calculation that I that I can't get into now, but that determines the level of CPP you'll be getting. And right now in 2022, I believe the maximum CPP someone can get, can receive uh, from the government at age 65 is uh, around 15,000 per year. So um, if you get the maximum CPP, um, it's 15,000 per year. So like you see, it's very far from the 50,000 50, example that I was uh, talking about. In reality, the maximum CPP one gets at age 65 in 2022 is around 15,000 15, per year. All right, so that was for the CPP. Um, and I said it depends on um, on uh, your levels of income as you are working. Very quickly, I'm going to move to the OAS. That's the old age security, old age security, uh, which is another income from the government. And again, you can start getting the the OAS from your age uh, 65. Contrarily to the CPP, you cannot access that earlier. It starts at age 65, but you can delay it. And when you delay it, you also get a bonus per se. And you delay it or you can delay it all the way up to age 70. Um, but that doesn't depend. The amount of OAS, old age security that you'd receive, doesn't depend on your work. So even if you never worked a single day during your life, um, it, it, you can still get OAS. And maybe you can even get the maximum OAS because OAS the amount you're getting um, is a function of how long you've resided, you've been in Canada um, as a Canadian resident uh, since, your, um, since you reached age 18. So from your age 18 to your age 65, 
um, you will get the maximum OAS if you lived in Canada for the, the maximum allowable length of time. That would give you access to the maximum uh, OAS, which is in uh, 2022 at age 65, which is around 7,800, a little, little less than 7,800 per year. All right, per year. So um, I want to stop for today's episode, folks, and we'll continue on another episode talking about these aspects of retirement planning. Um, so tune in next week, same time, uh, 9 a.m. on CHRI, to uh, continue listening to tips and insights for retirement planning that could make a difference for you, um, um, regardless of whether you just started working close to retirement or maybe you're already retired, because there will be something that will benefit you for sure. I'm Bull Kerry, and this is Thrive 1110. See you next week. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.